2023 hasn't been the most eventful year for hip-hop, but whenever there's sort of a dead feeling within the industry, a certain someone always pops their head out and decides to kind of break the ice on what hip-hop should really feel like. And in my opinion, that person is always Kanye West, commonly referred to as Ye, the new generation leader, someone that has constantly bridged the gap of high art and music. And with this new album on the horizon, um, I don't doubt him whatsoever, right? Because time after time, he has came back with studio album and studio album, and he's never really disappointed. Even looking at something like Jesus is King, yes, you could say that it wasn't his best release, but regardless, you still got fantastic production, you got a couple of keepers for your rotation, and it was a moment in time. So in today's episode, guys, Lou and I are going to be having the conversation of, will Kanye West deliver a new classic with this new album? And guys, if you're not familiar with our audio series, we are doing these every single Tuesday. Um, it's incredible to see the support that you guys have given us over the past year of doing these. So much love to everyone that tunes in every Tuesday. And follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else where you guys access your audio experience. But Lou, talk to me about this, man, because you and I have obviously been covering the rollout. We're super happy to get a new Kanye West album, but... How do you feel about the whole situation right now? I mean, listen, bro, when it comes to Kanye West, I think that if there is a guy to look to for a classic album, it is Kanye West. He's done it time and time again. He has the track record. But I feel like we're now at a point where we haven't maybe had a classic album in hip-hop in the longest fucking time, to be honest with you. If you really think about it, what's the last one that you can think about? I know that we did an episode on this in the YouTube maybe a bit over a year ago, and we were mentioning certain albums like Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and a couple of others. But even looking back on that now, I don't think Bandana by Freddie Gibbs is a classic. I think it's a great fucking album. But is there that sentiment around it the way there was for something like a piñata? Or a couple other Freddie projects. I think maybe not you could really. say Igor to a certain extent, probably. Maybe, M you maybe, say, but the, the, that was only like what a quarter rap. That, that was even a full rap release. So just That's to say, I feel like we are now in a culture where people are consuming music and albums differently, and obviously the the test of time is going to say a lot. But I feel like the only reason why something like a Donda would be considered a classic is because of the presentation. And that's what I want to talk about now when it comes to the lead up to what could be Kanye's next classic album is the presentation of it all. Because I feel like we're getting away from that when it comes to a lot of major releases where artists will just throw out their albums and there isn't really that much of a spectacle built around them. With Kanye West, you can expect the complete opposite because as we're seeing now, he's planning to do a live show presenting his new music with Ty Dolla Sign because before we even get to the main Kanye album, it looks like we're getting the Ty Dolla Sign collab before that. So how do you feel about just the way everything's been rolling out in terms of Kanye West not really speaking to the public at all, to the mm -hmm. fact that the, all this information is coming to us from Billboard and Rolling Stone and TMZ and all these different blogs and media sources, and the promise of this big spectacle where he presents his music just like he did with Donda. How do you feel about all that? Well, I, I think we could say this. It's definitely in the works and it's definitely exciting, but I'm not sure because I was actually reading something not too long ago um, and apparently Ty Dolla Sign said that it might get delayed. So I, I don't the, know. Yeah, so the newest date is October 27th. And what's yeah. interesting is that they were supposed to apparently do this event on the 13th with the release of the album to mm -hmm. coincide with it. So now that's what we're led to believe, that the album's going to come out the 27th as well as 
the um, the the preview of it live. And listen, if you guys are listening to this audio recording after, I hope we do get it on the 27th because it would be an absolute pleasure to be able to do so. But I don't know, man. It's kind of still a bit hazy for me. Um, I think it's encouraging to see that the stadium is being built or like this grand stage is being built, um, whatever the infrastructure is actually looking like. Uh, but for the most part, I just, I don't know. As I say often in these Kanye videos, how many times have we gotten, let's say, a listening party or how many times have we gotten an indication from Kanye himself and it just never ends up happening. Also, what's interesting about this is sort of like the similar Donda sentiment. Yes, you do have these major sources talking about it, but I don't know, Kanye's been pretty silent. I mean, Listen, bro, where's yeah. where's Mr. West when this is coming to, you know, the news of his own album? And that's what's so genius about the marketing is that the guy doesn't care. You know, the guy doesn't care what people say about a release date. This guy will drop whenever he feels like he needs to drop. If we know one thing about his curation process is that when you sit down and you watch a Kanye West rollout, he is going to take the time he needs to be able to develop his project, right? Absolutely. And that's what I want to say as well is that going back to even Donda, right? And I'd like to use Donda as a placeholder situation because that was a lengthy, big, spectacular rollout that had everyone on their feet that, you know, was preparing people for the next album, whatever the case may be. We got it on a Sunday morning at like 7.50 a.m. Eastern time. And he came out and said, said it wasn't, wasn't even him. supposed to drop. It wasn't even him that gave <laughs> yeah. the okay for him to drop. Yeah. He was willing to hold on even longer. And do we ever see that album if the labels don't drop it? Maybe not. We've seen what have happened with Yandy. We've seen that before. Jesus is King 2. God's Country. I mean, dude, I have a whole list. There's a, there's a whole unreleased discography of Kanye West. And I think, I think that's sort of the takeaway out of what we're just talking about right now is the fact that can we trust any of these dates? No, because I'm sorry, I'm not going to put all of my trust into TMZ or into Justin LeBoy and whatever he feels like tweeting on a Sunday morning. I don't know, man. I can't put my trust into that. But what I could trust is in the fact that the hype is fucking real for this Kanye album. I feel like even going back to the For All the Dogs rollout, which was sort of coinciding with a lot of the Kanye news that we were getting, it seemed like people were more interested in hearing where Kanye was going to go next. I think it was the frequency of the drops. It, it definitely played into the frequency obviously, of the yeah, drops. Obviously, that played into the into the, the effective. But I just want to say that Kanye is a genius for you know letting this play out the way that it has in terms of certain leaks that have been dropping, mm -hmm. in terms of him taking not only an absence from music, but also an absence from the public eye, being very quiet, not letting people know what he's up to, what he's working on, but still letting them know that I am cooking. I am in the studio. I feel like the, mis the mysterious nature of this rollout has helped him quite a bit. I think the fact that there's going to be a big influx of new music in the likes of two different projects has people super excited as well. But Does it remind you a bit of the Wyoming run? It does remind me of the Wyoming run where you just have so many different creative ideas flourishing into different projects. Okay, that so has me excited. So let me but piggyback off of another question, right? He had mentioned how he regrets giving Pusha T all those beats for Daytona. So let me ask you this. Do you think that it's always better when Kanye West naturally just kind of like hones in on his own project? Than oh, everything he, he else was that? tripping with that comment. I mean, I, I don't think that Kanye... Yeah, but, but there is a certain point I to just that. don't I mean, think like, Kanye the rapper could have done the same justice that Pusha T did um, to all those crazy soul sample chops and the grittiness of those beats. I just feel like those were definitely more geared toward Pusha's sound. So... 
I, I, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know how I agree with that statement. If I'm being quite honest, with you. I, Beethoven I feel, is a classic, and it's yes, better than a lot of what Kanye has been working on since the last five yes, years. Absolutely, but I also do think that. Well, I think it is the best album that Kanye's released in the past five years, next to KSG, next to Kitsy Ghost. Yeah, those are the two best. But regardless, though, even if you just want to kind of shoot the shit, the, the best ever Kanye productions always come from his from his own catalog. Like when he's honing in on his own album, I do feel like you get the best production in soundscape. Uh, look, look at Commons B, bro. That's an incredible Watch the soundscape. Throne. Absolutely. You do have certain outliers, but what I'm saying is that a Ty Dolla Sign collab album, like bro, Loki. I'm just saying, bro, Loki save those beats the, the, the for blueprint, yourself. The blueprint is better produced than Ye. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, yeah, but it's fucking 20 years later, practically. That's I, not I don't the point. I'm, I'm just saying it's not like all of Kanye's production is best used for himself, and I think the Pusha T Daytona situation is a prime example of that. But this is where I want to take the convo right now: is the fact that going back to presentation and the art of a rollout, the art of creating an mm -hmm. event like watching fine cinema where you have to put your ass in that seat to enjoy it within the first month of, of release the same way that you have to be tuned into the magic that he's putting in front of your eyes you have to tune into the live stream which that's something else i want to talk about i don't even know if these events are going to be live streamed or not because that would involve big corporations like an amazon having to partner with kanye west which a lot of corporations don't seem to be willing to do that right now but nonetheless i digress I want to talk about if you feel like the presentation will have will play a role in the potential of this album becoming a classic. Yes and no. I think yes and no. I, because, okay, l listen to this, right? If you take something like a Daytona, you take something like, let's say, a KSG, do you consider those future classics or classics in the yes, hip-hop Yes, I, I do. And they didn't have the presentation of a Donda. Same thing. The music yeah. speaks for itself. So, yes, well, I do add it. I, I do think it adds like an extra little bit of taste mm -hmm. and it adds a bit more flair and yes, it's more entertaining. It's more entertaining for you and I to be able to cover it. The media has a field day and massive rollouts, right? And it obviously, it just sparks so much conversation. If the album's shite, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It really does not matter whatsoever. And that's going back to Donda. Example, Donda had one of the best rollouts I ever witnessed. I loved it. it I, was on, I was on my fucking seat for like a month and a half straight. It's the best album rollout I've ever witnessed. I could say that. For, at least for myself, yeah, yeah, that I've ever been a part of, yeah. re realistically. Now, let me ask you something. Is that Kanye's best album? No, but I, I've, been it, it, I, I've been revisiting I it. I have too. And but the problem is that you could cut off 10 songs off of that track list and have a whole album of just filler. Realistically, what I'm saying, though, is that if Kanye, let's say, would have taken like like the OK OKs, the Juniors, songs that you and I don't enjoy all that much, maybe people enjoy them, but they're not for Lou and I, um, and he would have been able to have a full rollout like he did with like a crazy 13, 14 song album. I think people would be having a, a much better conversation about it all these years later. And listen, I think all the years later down the road, I think people, you know, might view Donda still as a classic album because we have to remember that a classic doesn't just mean perfect 10 on 10, five mic in the source type of album. It means that it was an album that defined a certain period of time. Okay, so let me ask you another question then. Give me an album that you think is considered a classic, yeah. but does not have a perfect track list. Views by Drake. I don't think that's a masterpiece. I don't think it's a 10 on 10 album, but I think that is a classic album for the way that he not only broke a bunch of records statistically and that he dominated the airwaves all across the world, but the fact that he brought certain genres to the forefront of the American market, the way that he did with A One Dance and what that did for Afrobeat. Um, and that was just Drake making that statement that he is the most dominant, dominant rapper in the world. Is that One Dance considered Afrobeat or Dancehall? It's considered uh, it's considered Afrobeat. There's definitely with WizKid's uh, performance oh. on there. There's obviously hints of, of Afrobeat in there. 
Um, but yeah, that just goes to say that with uh, with this new album. Yeah, Listen, dancehall, bro. Afrobeats, UK funky. Yeah, there's definitely. Some Wait, going back to Donda though, I've been re re listening to it, and it's just it's Kanye West does more than just give you a rap album, bro. Like he gives you a musical spectacle where the musicianship and the universe that he's creating is on a whole other tier than anybody else, and that's what Donda gave me, and that's why I think Donda Will Age is a classic. Is because not only does the rollout get you excited and get you immersed, but it told us a lot about the context of the album, about what where yeah, Kanye, where, where Kanye was emotionally, the fact that he felt like he was alone in the world and that his only true connection to any human at that time was through his late mother. Like that just added so much more emotion and visceral feelings towards the experience you ended up getting. Oh, so I completely agree with you. But let me ask you this, okay? So we understand the guy's incredible at album rollouts. And to be quite honest with you, I just I don't know if it's actually going to drop on the 27th, right? Because if it drops on the 27th, then, bro, realistically, what rollout have we had? There's been no rollout for this album whatsoever. There has been, though. There has oh, been. So then what's been the rollout for you? The rollout for me has been all of these snippets that we can talk about. Um, uh, the Steve Lacey. Bro, no, no, Listen, no, 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 no. I, I know it's what a very a, discreet... Rollout I, I view this as a whole lot of red rollout where it's like Cardi's not really saying much, but... There's different pictures surfacing. There's a whole lot of red being spring spray painted. Lou, I'll ask you the question again. What rollout? I have just we don't had? think you're getting the answer that you want, bro. Because Donda, I'm not technically looking didn't for an have. I, I'm just looking for something, guy. I'm not. I'm not looking for leaks and snippets. What have you gotten besides, let's say, TMZ, Billboard, and these leaks? But that There's... that is the rollout. Is TMZ that's not... telling you that Kanye's cooking, bro? There... <laughs> Also, <laughs> okay. apart from He's that, okay, there's different sources close to Kanye West that are speaking on his behalf and telling different pieces of information about this album to these sources, which are then being presented to the public. Therefore, he is hyping up and promoting the album through these indirect sources. That's a rollout. He's doing promotion for the album indirectly. Are, okay, so fine. All right. That, that's your answer. That's the context we have for a Kanye also, West rollout. something else oh, no, no, I want no, to no, run no, you I by. I want to ask you. I want to ask okay. you. Okay, yeah, go for it. What are, no, okay, no, no, just no, no, no. Finish your thought because I'm going to be sort of catapulting to something else. So okay, all right. It. Are you satisfied with this rollout? Am I satisfied with the rollout? I think not, that... Not is it a rollout. Are you satisfied with this so and behold rollout? I'm not going to say that I'm satisfied, but yeah. at the same time, my excitement is much higher than it would have been if he had just surprise dropped without any of these sources saying a damn thing. So I am happy to be getting... I get it. I understand. But at the same time, too, is that you come to this guy for the best and most spectacular rollouts that the industry has ever seen, and now like you're getting like TMZ leaks and but shit like that. Like, What's going on? We, That's we, what I'm saying, though, is that I, I understand your point of that it is technically a rollout, but it's not a satisfying rollout. I, I can see where you're coming from with that, but I think that the rollout is nowhere near done. I think that we haven't even seen him perform the music live. And well, this is going to further my point. Do you think that we get a whole rollout on the 27th? Probably does that, not. Does that kick off the rollout? I think that either will be the performance right before the album or it'll be the performance before the album comes out a week later, which either way, the same way that we saw for Donda 2, those listening parties are the fucking rollouts, right? Um, and that's sort of where I want to take this is that one of the sources came out um, to Billboard and said, I don't know if you heard this, said that yeah, um, Ye and, uh, Ye's new music, including his collab album with Ty Dolla Sign, is his best music from the last five years. From at least the last five years. So what are we counting? Um, best music since Ye and Kitsy Ghost, technically. Which, 
that's not really saying much because you got Jesus King in there. You got Donda and Donda 2, um, depending how you cope as a Kanye fan, if you, if you count that as an album or not. Um, Do you count that as an album? No, I don't. I don't count that as an album. On the stem player? That was crazy. Yeah, that was put, uh, put some a big Lucy's L. For, put those like those Miami Lou sessions on a on a stem player. As long as we're not getting that fucking stem player again, as long as I'm able to listen through this to this thing through my Apple Music, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I saw that and I found it kind of a weird statement to make. Uh. But I mean, like every artist blows smoke, right? Every artist wants you to think, well, this is gonna be my next piece of work. This, and I don't doubt it. I, I'll never, I'll never doubt Kanye West's ability to make music. Um, I just doubt the source is close to. I'm being honest with you. Like I, I, I don't care what a yes man has to say. If it yeah. is someone close, I, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm being completely and utterly honest with you, especially in 2023, where music has been so flat, so stale, um, so empty. And I'm not even talking about just big releases. I'm talking about small releases and even underground releases. Um, but there's been a lot of good shit too. But for the most part, I just don't care. I'm being completely honest with you. Why do we have to sit down and be like, oh, well, okay, now uh, I have the expectations of this being the best Kanye West album in the next five years. No, just go in and listen to it. See what it's actually going to be like. Because that's the thing, though, is that these expectations that those camps are putting on the fans, and then they wonder why everyone's disappointed with an album. Yeah, I think that there is a lot of merit in having expectations for any album release, bro. For any, but create your own expectations. But create your own expectations, yes. absolutely. And don't put your expectations sky high to the point where you're only bound to be disappointed. So, so. imagine, imagine, let's say, someone that's not maybe as educated on the music scene and that's just really invested into Kanye, right? And maybe doesn't know about the current trends of music, doesn't necessarily know where the industry is going. Um, and they hear this, wow, the best Kanye West album in the past five years. They're going to go in with that sort of expectation. And then let's say they get a half-baked concept, which is extremely possible. It is so possible. And that yep. is the one thing I will say it is possible. And I hate sounding like the pessimist in this situation for 2023, but I'm just going to be that because that's this this year has made me a villain. So you let's know? talk about that then. The fact that 2023 hasn't been the best year for fucking music and the fact that obviously, I mean, if you look at Kanye's recent track record, he hasn't been on his best run. He hasn't even been on his second best run of his career. Like, this might arguably be the worst era of Kanye West music. So, do you think that this new album can be a cultural reset for the rap game? Can it influence? You think it's going to be one of those influential albums? No. Okay. No. So, you think that at best, we're in for quality music and another great Kanye album, yeah. nothing more? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sorry. The guy's like 20 years into his career. This guy has to continue to reset the culture. And bro, the guy's done it like five times over. Mm -hmm. It's done. It's like... Is I, it I done hope, though? Because we, I, we, yes, so, I, we I saw with Donda that... I'm not saying there was a whole cultural reset, but what I'm trying to say is that we saw a lot of gospel influences bleeding into a lot of other mainstream music. And I feel like we're still seeing the ramifications of that today. Um, I don't doubt it. Like, listen, I definitely do think people are going to listen to this album and feel inspired by it. But when I think about a culturally resetting album, I think about something like a graduation, for example, mm -hmm. or the college dropout. Those are albums that have completely changed the course of rap music and what they've done. Yeah. Right. And those albums only truly come out what? Like once every 10 years. So, so realistically, Kanye West, we know that he's not in his best form. He's an incredible artist. But even at that, like, what is this album going to do, let's say, in the grand scheme of things? You could only say that once the album is out. But if I had to put my money, no. And that's not the expectation here. I'm sorry. It's just, I, I don't think it's that. I it's like 
What is Utopia like a culture resetting album? Listen, I think it's too early to say, but probably not. That's what I'm trying to tell the, you, though. The, the thing some about the Utopia, too, is that it did not reinvent the wheel. You know what I mean? Utopia brought some fresh sounds, but he was also piggybacking off the sound that he helped Kanye create back in 2013. And you had three or four tracks on there that were actually created for Donda sessions. Yeah. So realistically, what are you going to get out of this? That's the question. What are you going to think? That, you think a I'm not, I'm not expecting, I'll be honest, to answer the question of. What the whole purpose of this episode was, I don't think we get a Kanye classic with this new project or with a Ty Dolla Sign album either. And I think that all that I can base this off of when it comes to me forming my opinion, because obviously I'm rooting for Kanye West. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. He's the guy that changes the course of music, that influences artists to create their best work, who gets the best verses out of artists from their entire catalog. Um, and he's the one guy to look to when we have these dead seasons, when we have these dry spells. So I want to root for him. I want to say he's going to drop a classic album. But when I look at his recent form, when I look at his features on songs like Hot Shit by Cardi B or the one that he just put out with Fabio Foreign where he's mumbling, or if I look at what he was doing on Donda 2, I don't view that as a Kanye West who's at the top of his game, who's putting in the most effort that he possibly can. I view this as a Kanye West who's just being a little bit more laissez-faire. No, I completely agree with you. But who knows then? Because that's the thing is that whenever the, the tides are low on Kanye West, he always comes back with this sort of comeback. When so were the tides low in his career, musically speaking, that he came back from? You could say maybe 808s and Heartbreak. There was mixed reception, but the, the, you it could wasn't say, low. But it was mixed reception. Same thing with Donda. It's not low. Donda's a great album. It's amazing, actually. But now a lot's happened since Donda. Like I said, you had Donda 2. You've had this onslaught of features. Um, there's I, been... I, I understand where you're coming from, and I don't want to say that Kanye's dropping his My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy again because Kanye already dropped his My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy again. But realistically, where are you going to go with this? I, I don't think there's any premise to say that it's going to be a classic or it's not going to be a classic. You just have to wait and see and see what's going to end up coming out of the rollout. So let me ask you, I want to jump into another conversation. What, as a music fan, just for the fandom of it and just to be a bit of an asshole, do you think needs to happen on this next Kanye West record to be able to say, well, this is a classic? Well, I think a lot of it comes into uh, innovation from, from Kanye West catalog. We have this conversation all the time and each time that we speak about it it holds the same way where Kanye West is that innovator he is that guy that'll give you a Yeezus and blow your fucking brains to the point where you don't know if you like the music or not because you haven't heard anything like it before that's the type of experience that I want with Kanye West is a jarring experience an experience unlike anything he's ever delivered before where I have a hard time getting into it I want Kanye to plant some seeds to maybe M merge in other genres that he hasn't merged in before and give me something that sounds brand new and I don't know if we're going to be getting that because Ty Dolla Sign has been playing some snippets at clubs and one of the snippets that he's teased more than once is an updated version of New Body and listen that song's a fucking banger I think that I'd be happy as a Kanye fan to see him make their collab album but if that's where we're going to end up getting like recycled songs that have little fine touches I'm not here for that. That's already a red flag. It's a red. It is. It is a red, That's flag. A red flag. So but, I, but yes. The, what do I want? Fuck. I. 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 I'm really coming to the point where I'm tired of hearing. Oh, you're getting the old Kanye. You're getting the old Drake. I'm. I'm tired of it, bro. Because it'll never reach those expectations and that level of music. Because artistically and personally, those artists were in a certain place in their lives when making that music. You'll never get the old Kanye again. 
So I don't want to go in expecting that. I want something brand new. That's what I can expect. Yes, and that's all you could actually want from a new album experience, right? You're getting a new album. You are getting... Mm -hmm. Look at the word new. It's new. You don't want the same shit that you got in the last album just kind of touched up a bit and kind of masked as this new experience. And I could agree with you with that. I completely agree with you. I'm getting tired of all those marketing terms as well. Oh, new Drake, new Kanye, best album in the past five years, this and that. That just creates these unrealistic um, expectations for an album that hasn't even dropped yet. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know that it's going to be Kanye's best music in the past five years if the album's not even done yet? The album's realistically only going to be done once he submits it. Things yeah. change. Things happen. Things get left on the cutting board. I mean, who knows where this album is going to go? And I think it's a big red flag that there's these new um, songs that are being played. Example, like a new body, for example, where they know it's going to be a crowd pleaser. They know the fans want it. So give it to them. Yeah, obviously, give the fans what they want. But that's not always going to create the best expectation sometimes. It's not. It's not. And this has been something that Kanye West has dealt with so many times in the past where he'll take a song that he made for a scrapped album and put it onto a new track list or give it to a new artist entirely, like we were saying, how telekinesis, let's say, was meant for the Donda sessions and then ends up on Utopia. So, I mean, if he can transform the songs entirely, change production, add different artists to it and really recreate it, then sure, because then it technically belongs to a new era because it's been revamped entirely. But from what I heard, for New Body at least, it's really the same fucking song. So that's the problem, is that you start getting the sounds that were created in 2018, and you're not necessarily getting a new, fresh perspective. But at the end of the day, he's a creator. He decides what he wants to do with it. Uh, but there was something interesting. I was uh, watching a Rick Rubin interview this morning, and he was talking about um, just the reception he would give artists whenever they're in their creation zone. And he was saying something very interesting about creativity. He was saying that um, you know, they have to be satisfied and happy with the work. You can't make art to please everyone around you and to start, like garnering it for the masses and the public reception so example like this whole no, like new body play does this come from a place of well i, I want to gain respect back from the fans with the music or am i actually down to put this out that's what i'm asking from a lot of artists nowadays to be honest with you because yes like you could deliver on snippets and promises and leaks but if that is not truly your vision and that's not what you want to put out and you're putting out as a crowd pleaser then just don't do that. Like, but, just put out what you want and at least you know at the end of the day if your album flops, well, it was on your terms and that you said, okay, well, that was my vision and fuck it. That's what I was feeling at the time and I can't necessarily fix so that. So let me ask you this then. Do you think that this album is going to be mostly fan service from Kanye West? Because if you think about it, even the way that it's being marketed, right? His big comeback album, another My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, him taking songs from the past and bringing them in, him teasing snippets where you're hearing some soul samples, the fact that he is apparently not going to be bringing in any controversial lyrics. It sounds like the perfect Kanye West album for a Kanye West fan who's loved his catalog up to this point. I like that, but I also question the longevity of an album like that. Because this is the thing, right? Why do albums last so long? It's because it takes you time to digest that album. You mm -hmm. want to go back, you want to feel the music, you want to kind of feel every single um, inch that that... Uh, pause. You want to feel everything <laughs> that that album has to offer, right? But at the same time... Um, you obviously want to do fan service, right? And you want to make sure that everyone's satisfied. You want to make sure that people feel like, hey, I got the, the experience that I wanted. But the problem with that is that if you give people what they're expecting and what they want, then 
what's the reason for revisiting, let's say, a year or two down the line, right? That's something that I may feel a bit with the Utopia uh, album, to be quite honest with you. As much as I love the album and I think it's an amazing experience, I've heard a lot of these sounds before. Mm -hmm. And I have albums to go back and reference them to. Example, like going back to a Yeezus. You could always go back to Yeezus because that was the first time in your memory where you could say like, well, I heard that sound from Kanye West. Same thing for the life of Pablo. Why do you go back so much? Well, that was the first time I heard that experience from Kanye West. Even something like a Ye, for example. That was the first time I heard that soundscape and I heard that album from Kanye West. Now, that doesn't knock the quality of a Utopia or maybe this new Kanye album, but I do feel like it sort of kills the longevity of an album because you're kind of like, well, I've experienced this before. It's nice, the whole like uh, euphoric factor of it being like this whole renaissance sort of thing. I'm fucking with it, but man... I want something new. I agree for the most part, but I also feel like when you look at, let's say, even Kanye's catalog, looking at Jesus is King, that was the first time he truly dedicated an entire album to the gospel sound, being influenced with rap, and mm -hmm. that was the one that stuck with people. It seems like Donda is the one that really makes people... But that was different, right? Because he built upon that Christian concept. And the, but it the wasn't whole, the first time he did it, though. It was the second time he it did was, it, technically. Uh, because I, I feel like Jesus is King is a completely different situation. While, yes, you do have your songs like Use This Gospel or Follow God, there's a lot of choir runtime on the album. The it's same way there of, is on Donda, though. But the thing is, is that you're also getting a lot more accessible music within that and new perspectives that you never got from Kanye West <sighs> and a lot more of an accessible format for the I will say this. You are getting more genre uh, bending on Donda where you're getting elements of drill, elements of trap music. Um, but that was sort of the case with Jesus King to no, some extent, too, where no, not really. you, you had songs, for example, where you're hearing a Pierre Bourne beat on that. You're hearing some new age um, trappier type of stuff. But where even you're like, at that, ah. but but people don't go back to Jesus is King and remember the Pierre Bourne beats. You know, I'm sure it's a memorable moment for Pierre Bourne in the community. Yeah, that was a cool moment. But when I think about Jesus is King, I'm not thinking about Pierre Bourne. Yeah, you I'm think of the Sunday service choir. I, I think about the Sunday service choir. Yeah. Same thing for Donda though. Is that when I'm going to Donda, I don't think about the Sunday service choir. While I do, I don't at the same time. I'm thinking about all the incredible verses. I'm thinking about the extremely stacked feature list, all the collaborations that came together, the top-tier curation from Kanye. Yes, it having bloat, but getting some of the biggest highlights of his career in one album, for example, like A Life of the Party and A 24. That's what I remember that album for. So I feel like, yes, while you get Jesus is King and he's, it was the first time he attempted it, maybe it took him one of those albums to be able to get to the Donda sessions and to be able to get to there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I think he knew that people really wanted to see Kanye come back to uh, to a rapping light. more. That was the biggest complaint with Jesus King was that there's too much singing maybe. Um, the, the vocals didn't even sound that great at certain points. So yeah, I guess that's the takeaway is that it's like obviously the first time you do something, if you excel at it, it'll never be replicated. But if you can do it a second time and improve off of the last one and really hone in and master that sound, then that's kind of the loophole. And, that, but, and you see that for a lot of artists, right? Like mm -hmm. a lot of artists take a jump project to be able to dive into the new sound completely. Um, I, I'm not sure what, what... Okay, DBR, for example. Is Rodeo as good if you don't get DBR before it? I'm not sure. I don't know if that happens. Absolutely. Same thing for a Drake, for example. If you don't get a So Far Gone or, or a, like, let's say a Thank Me Later, are you getting a Take Care or nothing was the same? No, absolutely not. It took him time to be able to develop those R&B and rap records that felt cohesive and that felt really good to the listener, at least for myself. Yeah, so and you're also training the listener at the same time for what could be expected onto the next album. Absolutely. So getting into the classic talk once again, I want to take the conversation here where we know that it's, in at least in our opinions, not very likely Kanye West drops a classic with his next solo album. But 
based on the current form that he's in, based on the state of hip hop right now and everything that we know about these two projects that are to be released soon, yeah. what can Kanye improve upon or what could he do to at least get close to hitting that mark for a classic in terms of how many tracks we see on this thing? What types of sounds, genres should he tap into? Okay, so I kind of want to break it down like this. I, I think on the production side of things, it's always fantastic. I, you cannot tell a master of production what to do. That is his job. Uh, bring maybe, in maybe no Mike Dean on this uh, one. That's uh, a no, possibility. Absolutely not. Not just do like listen, man, because Mike Dean is such a versatile producer, and like his touch adds something onto every single type of sound that you get, whether it be let's say a Travis record, a Kanye record, or whatever the case may be. So no, I disagree. What do you um, mean disagree? I'm saying he might not be on it. I don't oh, know if you saw okay. that he was asked if he's going to be working on the project, and he said. I'm busy working with cooler people. He said something like that. But just to say, I'm saying that's another thing that worries me is that you have Mike Dean who's been at the helm of all of these Kanye oh, mixes. I, I thought you had said that what happens if Mike Dean's not on the project? And that's where I was going is that if he's not on the project, yeah. well, it's a huge concern for the production. Absolutely. But we'll see. Kanye is always in his bag with production. And I think uh, regardless who he gets onto this album, it is what it is. So I production's think, not a worry for you. I agree. No, I, I agree about a production. Um, curation as far as what makes the track list and not. Yep. So too much bloat on Donda. That had to be cut down. And I understand people want to stream well. People want their bag. But at the same time, man, like it can't be fucking 28 songs. It doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense for the album experience. And if you're a catalog artist that people know you for albums, I do feel like you should be able to hone in on an album experience from start to finish. Um, The singing. The singing has to improve. It, listen, if, if, if you want to get into that bag and you want it to get more into your melodies and stuff like that, that's fine. I don't think it's a problem. Artists should never shy away from experimenting and testing their limits as far as their artistry goes, but it should be well executed. And I do feel like you have a multitude of different examples where Kanye West has fallen flat within that area of his music. But you also have your heartlesses in there. You know what I mean? When you look, it's I know it's fucking bro. like I know it's, it's like 15 years ago. I'm Come just on. saying he could sing well if he wanted to, but I agree with you. As of late, the Jesus singing performance is Donda, no so way. weak, no way, so weak. And 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 the last thing I want to say is, well, um, I, the, the rapping has to be focused and concise. You know, like when I get songs like "Okay, Okay" or a "Junior," and I'm listening to those verses, and I'm like, man, this is it's not hitting. Just saying a whole lot of nothing. And he's had some of the greatest writers ever. Help him craft out projects. Example, like Consequences put together. Fantastic projects for Kanye as far as writing goes. So maybe it's collaborating with the same writers, the old writers. I don't know what writers. Mm -hmm. Just the verses also have to be fleshed out a bit more. Because when you do get an incredible Kanye verse, example, on A Life of the Party or a Jesus Lord, my goodness, it hits different. It but does. I want to see that throughout the track list. I don't want to get only four to five songs of that when you have a 20-song album. And then the rest of the album is well like, oh, shit. This kind of fell flat for me. Yep, but how about you? Absolutely. Yeah, when it comes to this uh, this new album, I think that the curation is the most important thing. I think that if Kanye West goes above the 15, 16 track point, that's where you're going to start getting issues and you're going to start having filler and skips within that track list. That goes without saying. Um, and that's been an issue with a lot of artists, just being able to curve that and really focus in on the right amount of tracks. Um, apart from that, I think that you know, Kanye West, writing-wise, needs to have a lot of topical focus. I don't want to see um, songs where he's just he's flexing to flex. I want substance. Kanye West has always been that guy, um, you know, to give you songs like a family business where there's topical focus, to give you an everything I am where his thoughts are really well fleshed out and he's able to pour 
meaningful you know messages within the music and i feel like that's been absent in some of the songs he's put out lately i also feel like we heard about how he's been making like 10 songs a week that's not the kanye west that i know and love that's not the kanye west that yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Bro, take, take, take that with all a I'm trying to say is that... Don't fall into the press I don't want, about that, you know? But it falls into my other point about how he's mumbling verses and how he's maybe putting out demos and maybe being too sure of the one-take recordings he's doing. I want this album to have been years in the making, and I hope that it has been, because if we're getting you know songs that are being created in the span of an hour, a week, I just don't think you're going to get a song like a power made out of a rush. So I hope that he, he yeah, took but he his also, time. He also has an Otis, let's say, which took him like practically 15 minutes to produce. At the same time, th- don't believe that. The, like, the, I, it's, it's, not, it's not about belief. To me, it comes down to him taking his time because he's been mumbling so many of his verses out of, out of, um, out of who knows why. But just to say, I feel like he needs to really take his time with the music because it does sound like he's been cooking a bit too quickly. If you look at his old studio albums, look at the time lapse between Jesus and Life of Pablo, two of his best ever albums, three-year gap. I mean, looking even at something like 808's to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, you had a two-year gap. As of late, though, now you're getting two albums from him. You got Donda 2 last year, Donda the year before that. I, I just hope that he's taking time to craft a masterpiece because that's what everybody is in need of right now, is an album to really hold them over for a long period of time, something that feels like an album experience. I get your concern, but I don't think it should be a concern. You don't know how the guy cooks. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know how he cooks, but I do know he's been mumbling verses, which, which, which end up sounding rushed. And to me... A mumbled verse, something that sounds like a demo, equals you not taking enough time okay, to finish it. Okay, so let me it. let me ask you this: the whole mumbled thing and the whole demo thing. When did you get that released? Like released underneath the Kanye West Spotify, let's say. Released under Kanye West's own music, um, I would say. There's certain songs like a Junior and OK OK where he's sort of ad-libbing a little bit too much where it's like, well... But it's not a demo. That doesn't sound like a demo. That's sound a, like that a that demo, sounds like a completed song. That's just poor writing, right? But that's two songs. But that's it's not even like... And, and that's not a case of him mumbling. Also, but listen may- to recent verses off the Fabio Foreign song that he dropped, Concussion, that's a, where... That's a feature. I'm not worried about that. He probably just gave him a throw I am away. worried. I don't care, bro. This is, the era that, this is the era that we're in. And to me, I think as a Kanye West fan, and this is a sentiment that a lot of the Kanye community has right now, is that he's not taking enough time to really develop his verses and go back to them and cross those T's and dot those I's. It doesn't feel like he's perfecting the art anymore. Um, so that's something that I need to remain hopeful for is that he will um, put in his best efforts. And again, I, I think that he needs to make anthems again, bro. I think that he needs songs um, that give you that same triumphant feeling like a Can't Tell Me Nothing or like something like a power, a heaven and hell. And he's done that time and time again. And they've taken different sounds, different shapes. But... I think that he needs to make a statement with this music. That's sort of where he's projected this to go, and that's where we're expecting it to go. So I hope that it's not, you know, too many Jesus Lords where, you know, you're getting Kanye in a meditative bag and he's spitting and he's writing really well, but I think the energy needs to be vibrant on this album. I think so as well. So I think that was a good episode, man. Uh, Listen, guys, it's Kanye season, and when it's Kanye season, the debates are higher than ever. 
People are having conversations. People are having questions. Lou, do you have any last questions for me before we end this I don't up? have any last questions, but guys, I mean, listen, stay tuned with us, not only on the audio podcast, which comes out every Tuesday, but also on the YouTube. As major updates come out, we are going to be covering them. We are going to be doing album reviews, first thought videos, and really, you know, tapping into this new era of Kanye West because he is still one of the most exciting artists of the genre. So thank you to everybody who listened to this. We will be keeping you guys up to date with everything Kanye West related. And please, guys, hit follow on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, because we will be keeping you guys up to date with not only this album, but with a bunch of other releases and giving you guys our music recommendations on a weekly basis. Every Tuesday, 1 p.m., new episodes. So much love, guys. We'll see you soon. Peace.